When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Que sera, sera, whatever will be. Hello, and welcome to You're Going to Be Fantastic episode three. My name is Ann Foster. And I'm Jenny Ryan. And this is the podcast about um, where you thought you would be as a grown-up and where you actually are and how you feel about that. Where expectation meets reality. Exactly. So again, I like to emphasize because some people have... who haven't listened to the podcast yet have been like oh I don't know it sounds depressing it is not maybe sometimes it will be it's just a slice of life some people are like really chill about where they are some people maybe would be more pissed about it we don't know your life but we want to so it's just like we just go where the stories take us that's what we do so Jenny and I decided we wanted to have a bit more banter yeah because we've been listening to all these other podcasts and some of them have a lot of banter like an hour intro of banter so we're, we're just Tipping our toes into a little bit of banter. We want to try a little bit of banter. So Jenny, what did you do today in your grown-up life? I bought a pair of Spanx. Although they're not Spanx because the only store I could find in this town that sells Spanx was out of my size. Here's what I noticed about Spanx. They have them in small, and medium, and large, and extra large. And I'm a large. And I thought, if you are small, do you need Spanx? And do if I say that, is that body shaming? You know what? I will say, when I used to be a much smaller person, I it was when they invented Spanx mm-hmm. and so I would buy Spanx and I was super into it I like this smooth line okay so it's not so much about like it's not a corset it's not a girdle it's okay. about smoothing you it's smoothing about like not you. having the panty line and the like no matter how thin you are you might have a little lump right above your underpants okay. go so I've I would never say been a third person I imagine their bodies is just these smooth fatless things no and that well no so when I bought them like my friends at the time were, and I mentioned they're like why would you buy Spanx and they're like bad at me like friends yeah, of mine who are larger I, at the time yeah. and I was like um because they're not a make you thinner thing they're just a smooth you out thing okay see and I, I brought this up and then I was like I had the thought in the change room oh my god I can't believe I'm I'm like shaming body shaming women who are want to be size small is it's like a jealous thing but okay thank you for explaining it Anne you're welcome. Um, at the time when Spanx were invented, I remember I read Jessica Alba used to wear double Spanx to the gym. <gasps> so some people just to got, sweat, I, I guess, or just to look good in her gym clothes. I don't know. I don't know if it's true, Jessica Alba. I hope that's not libel. If you want to talk to us, Jessica Alba, I'm pretty <laughs> sure your life isn't where you thought it was going to be because now you're running an online company with your children, and I think you wanted to be an actor. Yeah. So Al Jessica Alba, if you're out there, give us a call. Everyone's journey. Everyone has their own journey. So today we have a guest. Is that good banter? That was our... Yeah, you know, tell us how you feel about our banter. We want to know. We have a a Facebook page, uh, Twitter, and an Instagram, which are all YWGTBF. Okay. And you could also um, leave a comment on our iTunes page, giving us a star rating for our banter. Yeah. If you wanted to. Cool. Um, So we have a guest today. We do. Um, And our guest is Megan. Do you want us to use your first name, last name, or just your first name? Just the first name's fine. Megan. Megan. We're here with Megan. Hello. (laughs) So welcome, Megan. Um, Thank you. It's good to be here. Long time listener, first time guest. (laughs) Well, this is our first guest who has listened to our previous episodes. (gasps) Oh, wow. Okay. Big fan. So you kind of know what to expect. Yes. And um, when you asked me if I wanted to be on it, I enthusiastically said yes and then started planning all of my responses. Okay. This is also the first episode we're going to do where Anne also has a microphone to ask questions. 
we're we're moving up in the world. So we have two, we have three microphones. So it's going to be a totally different show, you guys. Banter, multiple microphones. <laughs> Double team. What she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. So Megan, let's get right to it. Um, you are currently in your thirties. Twenties, no, late twenty nine. Serious? Yeah. Oh my god, really? I you look you so like... old, Megan. <laughs> no, you look so I just, old. I just sort of imagine I have a, you a very mature voice. I thought you were like thirty three. <laughs> I feel like you should get out of here. Twenty nine seems too young. Um, your life is just beginning. So you are our youngest ever guest. Yeah. Well, thank you. Okay, so you are twenty nine. I'm going to pretend you're thirty three because that's what I thought. Okay. Um, I hope you're not offended. I think that's that's okay. Um, so let's say Mm-mm. you were 18, 17, 18, 19. What was what was your vision for your life? And what I would say is, where were you geographically? Yeah. 17, 18, 19? Something around there. Graduating okay. high school-ish. Okay, I was in Regina. And I, I like, was determined to get out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was working in a call center. Oh, no. So you were done high school. I was, I was done high school. I was going to university at the University of Regina. Um, hadn't picked a major yet, but was just taking all of my classes were English classes because I just wanted to read books Mm -hmm. and then I was living with my parents and working in a call center and I remember looking around the call center at all of the women who are like in their 50s and 60s and like they're nice they were sweet to me but I just was like I don't want this (laughs) I have to change I hope that I get out of here was there a point where some some older lady took you aside and was like, Megan, get out. I have this, no. Did no. Happened? There was never like a concrete day where you. No, there was no like actual confrontation with anyone. Okay. Um, it was just sort of like the slowly dawning horror. Yeah, of, it this was. This could just be like, your life. I had a, a revelation. Working in a call like, center in Regina. Oh my Lots God. of love to call center workers, but oh, it yeah. clearly was not Megan's Not Megan's dream. dream. No, we did. And we didn't do like... Um, solicitation we did surveys so i did surveys for like the regina public library customer how did service and polls like that so it wasn't onerous work and like it helped me get really good at remote customer service skills i knew a girl who did that once and she really liked it because she loved getting to know people and she had a really high response rate so when Anne says love to call workers, I like service, you know, phone people ladies. where that's like your calling. If you can do it. All the power to you. I hate talking on the phone to like a legitimately like I might have a psychological problem with it. Extent. So this would not be a job. That is my nightmare job. You're not alone. And like I never resented anyone for just like hanging, click, hang up. Yeah. And like some people would actually have like tangential conversations with you for a while. Yeah. And then the supervisor, who is also very nice, but he would like come by and be very gentle and be like, please don't deviate from the script. Did they record? Just stay on topic. You know, when they say like this call might be monitored for customer service reasons, did they record your calls with people? No. Okay. No, and we didn't have auto dialers, so I had to dial <gasps> everything by hand. On a rotary phone? I got it. <laughs> yeah. We're at like a switchboard, like Mad Men style. <laughs> okay, so you did that for how long? How long were you in the call center? Um, like, while, all while I was in university, like four years. Mm-hmm. Maybe five, because I think I started in high school, actually. Okay. That's not riveting at all. I've never known anyone who worked in a call center as a child, so I think that's great. Oh, okay. Um... At that time, I like 
all throughout high school, this is really what I wanted to talk about, and okay. you did not ask me okay, tell us. about it. And okay, go, for, go there. I don't know why you didn't. You should read my mind. Okay, Jenny. tell okay. me. Tell me. <laughs> um, all throughout high school, like, and starting when I was 11 years old, I carried around a map of New York City. <gasps> I still have it. It's like, it's very tattered. And I had this like crossbody bag that I kept my sketchbook and um, this map and like tarot cards <laughs> and yeah. like just miscellaneous things. We and I would take that. Friends. Yeah, I was very like um, Ani DeFranco mm-hmm. feminist women with a Y kind of. With a New York map. With a, I was going to go to New York. Oh, so I was like sitting in this call center staring at the at the fluorescent lights like I have to leave I have to go to New York so this is like sorry this just carrying it with you is like a talisman it reminds me of like vision boards and things where it's like imagine your future you're carrying it with you Mm -hmm. like you could not not think about Mm -hmm. this is what I'm doing and when I was like um just anxious or depressed I would like unfold it and be like El Barrio <laughs> which is like the Hispanic ghetto in New York and I was like it sounds so magical <laughs> did you have any previous experience with New York did your parents been there like was there no it was completely foreign I just was you watched the movies you watched New York. Friends I didn't even watch Friends but I just imagined New York as like this artsy intellectual center of the world I've never okay. seen Midnight Cowboy. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> I think it's in New York. Yeah, yeah it no, is. It's in New York, but that's about like male prostitutes Rap in the prostitutes. 70s. I thought, yeah. His yeah, best friend is Ratso. Anyway. Or like, uh, I don't know. There was, I didn't watch movies. I'm but... thinking, so, so you, you mentioned, had, no, sorry, she mentioned Ani DeFranco. So I'm thinking, was it like a musician thing where you like all these like cool bands were playing Maybe. in New York? That's where the musicians yeah. would Did you go. Like, and like a beatnik thing Kay. too. Books. Like, yeah, literature. I got all a lot of, like, my impressions of New York from, like, literature. So, Megan, did you get to New York? I did go and visit New York. When? How old were you? I was done my... I finished my master's degree, and then in that spring, I went with my mom on the train from Montreal to New York, and we spent, um, like, oh, two weeks, I guess, So why didn't New you York go... City. Why didn't you leave the call center and go to New York? Like, what happened? So... Okay. Because if you were in a novel, that's what you would do. Can we get real heavy? Yeah, yeah. Go there. Okay. Also, can I swear? Of course. Fucking fucking A. Okay. Um, I like that this isn't a family-friendly show. So also, when I was 14 and starting grade 9, my dad went to a rehab facility. Mm -hmm. Like, he had struggled with alcoholism and his workplace finally said you need to get help if we're going to continue employing you you have to like use the resources that we have and um make a concerted effort to deal with this and like there had always been sort of um subterranean issues in our family but suddenly we had like a name for them and part of being in a rehab facility is your family visits for a week and helps you wow yeah so i'm starting grade nine in high school yeah and in that october like i started in september and that october we did family week and it just totally um caused me to reevaluate like my emotional life Mm -hmm. so that's been like a continuing journey there's been lots of incidents 
since then too with his like alcoholism and recovery um but I just was thinking about this when I was going to come on the podcast and like a lot of my life has been reconciling that unexpected emotional journey with aspirations for myself Mm -hmm. as an individual so like I wanted to go to New York and that was like the dream but then having to you know accept the reality of where I was and what I was going through and then work those two things together somehow into a new future okay future that fits me (laughs) well what I'm kind of thinking is um and correct me if I'm wrong so you had, like, New York was your goal. It was your dream, the map. You still have the map. It was a fantasy. But it wasn't so much like, I'm going to go there and live there. It's more like what it represented. Yes. So it's like, how do you find... Like, how do you wh- find New York and Regina? Well, and how do, yeah. you find, how do you figure out what those things are? You know, because you could have shown up in New York and it would be like, wait, I still don't... I'm still not living the dream. Like, what what did New York represent to you, The I two guess? books that I read was... Um, Missing Angel Juan by Francesca Leah Block, who wrote the incredible Weetsy Bat series. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it like um, Witch Baby um, goes to New York to find her her missing Hispanic boyfriend. And she just has this like magical, it's like magical realism for teenagers. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes, um, beautiful. And then the other book I read was Kissing in Manhattan, which was this collection of short stories about different individuals and like um, just their strange and quirky um, lifestyles in New York. And that I think is what the fantasy was, like something romantic. And there's this one character in Kissing in Manhattan called Rally and she's a travel writer and um, she captures the essence of a place in an individual that she meets while she's traveling. So that's her inspiration to write about places is like this old woman in Dublin that she met in a bar and talked to for 20 minutes or like when she's in um, the Grand Canyon Park, she meets like this ranger who's like debunks the myth of um, cowboys and is just really genuine and empathetic. And then she pictures those people when she writes about a place. And one of the things she said was, um, I love that old woman in Dublin. I I want to kiss her. Um, I want to, but not because I want to kiss her, but I want to kiss the smoke in her mouth or something like that. And it's just like she wanted to make connections that were really ethereal and romantic. And I that I think is what drove that New York fantasy a lot. Just like wanting that kind of lifestyle where you appreciate strange and wonderful things. So you, so, so you were looking for that. You you quit the call center. You did. There was nothing strange and wonderful about no. a call center. No. <laughs> I'm but sorry to so say, center. fascinating. It's so you, super it's, fascinating. And it's the antithesis to your dream. Well, yeah, and what I did was I would like sit in the call center and imagine that I was some sort of Madonna and that the fluorescent lights were like my halo. And it's like I had no. to romanticize yeah. in a strangely Catholic way, like that where I was. So you, so you quit the call center knowing that if you stayed, you might never leave. At what point did you quit the call center? Did you stay there all through your undergraduate degree? Or? Yeah. And then I went straight from my undergraduate to a master's. So you didn't take a break in between? No. And why did you... So you, what kind of master's did you do? Um, a master's of library science. And, and what drove you to libraries? Was it, was it still the New York chasing the dream? Or? Montreal is kind of like got that oh, same okay. vibe. Hey? So would you have... That's where I went to do my master's. Would you have gone to Montreal for 
anything or was it just like like was it Montreal or library school it was a perfect storm I was gonna go to library school um but I was sort of like I got accepted to Western and Montreal London Ontario is not like and that's the like (laughs) those are the only two places I applied (laughs) um because I was like Dalhousie is too far it would be too expensive to come back and visit my family yeah and I don't want to go to Alberta because Alberta is pretty much the like same here, as Saskatchewan. Yeah. That's not a new experience. Yeah. So, and I was like, I really love Montreal. Duddy Kravitz, Had the Mile End. I'd never been there. So you, so you, you loved, like, like New York, you loved Montreal. The in literary. Your, in your mind. I know. I yes. love it. And you didn't love the London Ontario. I'm a librarian. What can I say? Because yeah. <laughs> the thing is, you might have, it's interesting too, because like I, I, I say, oh, London, disparaging comments. I'm from Southern Ontario. I've never spent a lot of time in London, Ontario. Uh, it could be that when you got there, it might have been the most magical, wonderful experience, but we don't have a perception because nobody really writes books about London, Ontario, so we don't have uh-huh. that. But you think, you think Montreal could be like the Canadian New York, so you go there. Yeah. And it's not like, I don't know if we can compare those two cities, no, but it no, is. No, no. People have said that. Yeah, I think it's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a literary similarity the, There's to a it, perception, a I think, of Montreal, of New York, of Paris. You know, there's these places you think of, and it's like, you're going to go there, there'll be artistic things happening, the people are going to be, like, cool and weird. It's got a vibrant culture and, like, a sense of place. Like, just, like, um, yeah, and that's what Rally wrote about, was, like, what is the sense of this place? And is there, like, individuals that represent it? And that, I think, also fueled me to appreciate Saskatchewan and come back here, too. Okay. This is interesting to me as well, because we're sort of chronologically going. So, like, Regina, Montreal. We're going to go through my whole life? No, but I mean, like, <laughs> you came back to Saskatchewan. Like, you were this 18, 19-year-old who was like, I'm going to go to New York. But what that represented was sort of travel and magic you went to Montreal. You and didn't intellectualism, but you didn't stay. You came back to Saskatchewan, so yeah. clearly you came back, to which is kind Weyburn. of an intellectual um, desert. I don't want to be too harsh, no. but there's not. There's like a low population, and it's like uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just basing that on. You're saying that because you're my family. You're saying that because it's a. You are allowed to say that because you're. She's from here. Jenny and I can't say that. We can't say that because we're not from here. No, you're not. But you're allowed to. It's lovely. I'm gonna. Thanks for letting us live here. (laughs) So okay, so you so you went to Montreal. Did it? Was it what you? Did it? Did it scratch the itch? And okay, why did you go straight to your masters? Because I was wanted to hide from the world for okay. another. You wanted to hide in school. A few years. I was like, I cannot get a job with an English degree. I was like, no, not gonna happen. I'm going to have to do, and I had gotten a scholarship during my university, so I still had money. I was financially oh. able to do a master's, okay. and I was like, this is great. But okay. backpedaling a bit, too, you went right from high school, right to undergraduate, right to your master's. Like, there was not a gap year. I was good at school. I knew how to do school. Yeah. Okay. So there was, like, calculated risks involved. That's what I always told myself, anyway. So Montreal, was it what you... Did you at some point consider New York or you just went to Montreal? Well, I knew that I would visit New York, but I loved living in Montreal. Right. I don't know if you've been there, but it's amazing. It is like the cultural and center of Canada as far as I'm concerned because there's interesting things happening and there's lots of like kids from the greater Toronto area who have run away from their lives and doing weird things and yes, everyone I went to high school with either went to Toronto or Montreal yeah 
it's like it became like a cliche for and me. And they're all home again. Um, so <laughs> they've all come back. They all, well, a lot of them ended up back in Guelph. Are you bilingual? No. So you're living the Anglophone Montreal. Yeah. And that's why you couldn't stay there and work, I presume. Yeah. Would you have stayed there if you spoke Francais? Right would you have stayed? Um, yes. There was a lot of, there was not enough job opportunities for all of the graduates, too. It was like this weird competitive disparity. Um, but I would have tried. Okay. If I was bilingual, I could have also gotten like an interim job, you know, just a part-time job doing something related, but not necessarily working in a library. But so, I I did have, and then I got hired for a library position in Weyburn, and that was Weyburn. To me, for those of you unfamiliar with Saskatchewan, our um, geography is a relatively small community in the Prairie Provinces. They say the population is ten thousand, but I don't think that's accurate. And they probably mean surrounding farms. Yeah, and, and it's south of Regina, so there's not a lot of development because you can just drive into Regina in an hour so you end up in a small town um what what was that like did you suddenly discover I just got a haunted look on my face (laughs) for anyone listening for anyone listening everyone's listening it wasn't for you it wasn't for you (laughs) Wayburn wasn't for you well I remember moving back and like before my job started hanging out with some friends from high school and they were like what are you doing? Why are you moving to Weyburn? And I was like, I don't know. I I have a lot of indoor hobbies. I I like, you know, movies and knitting. I I feel like I'll fit in. And then I got there and was living with um, another girl in a house. But it took me two months to get living arrangements. Like, there's no rental opportunities. So I was just driving back and forth from my mom's in Regina. And it was just very unstable and... Um, there's there was very little social activity for someone my age, and this is the first time you've been out of school. Yeah, in a long time. So what was that? That's like? true. So you, you were, were just entering the world, and it was Weyburn. <laughs> yeah. So that's a was New York still in your ba- in your satchel a map, or did you just put that on a shelf? And no, go I had Mid- a disastrous trip to New York. So I was sort of oh, like, yeah. that's that's not going to work. Was it disastrous because you were with your mom, or disastrous because you it wasn't what you wanted? Or I had a job interview in New York. Oh, it was for an unpaid internship. So I'm not sure I should say. Okay, I had a job interview, but it was for this quarterly magazine, and it was doing their blog post. And the blog was taking a current news article and then um, juxtaposing it with an art, like an, a historical news article of similar um, theme. Okay. So you had to write a sample blog post to get to apply. And I wrote about, um, at the time, there was like this scandal about um, soccer players and their visas and like how uh, soccer players from developing countries were playing were um, being sort of snatched from their home country teams and and being drafted into developed country huge budget um, sort of teams so like France was poaching lots of African country soccer players because they're very talented and I compared it to an article from like the 1900, 1900 when soccer was just gaining 
um, popularity in South America and these players would forge visas to like play on other teams in other countries where they could make more money mm. and I was like that's super interesting it's been happening forever it's been happening forever and that's the point of the blog was like everything is the same right. the more yeah. things change the more we stay the same and it's sort of like tongue-in-cheek and then they offered me the position but it was unpaid in New York City. What was your plan? And I didn't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> so I really, 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 really wanted to do it. But I, I had very little savings left. So I could have lived for about four months on my savings. And then I would be working basically at this internship full time. So I had no connections in New York. I wouldn't be able to like get a job necessarily. So I took another calculated risk and went back to Montreal and continued job hunting. But I like I cried in the hotel bathroom for like an hour and a half because I was like, how do I let this go? I, I've been carrying this dream for so long and now it's a burden. That's, <laughs> that would be really, and your mom was with you. Yeah, and she got really exasperated. She was like, look, stop crying. <laughs> if you need to go outside and take a walk, go take a walk. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I just, and I just was like, uh, in my pity party and I was like, mom, you don't understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was, and it was during a heat wave too. So like the days oh. were super gross and it was a small hotel room. So we were, me and my mom were in like living in each other's pockets and. Well, just like emotionally too, like you've been in intense. school since you were five mm -hmm. and suddenly you're out in the world. I mean, that's, that's just my, my big great hope too yeah. and i was just like it's not gonna work i got my my fantasy dashed well and then yeah. also i think at that age as well it would be like well this won't happen now ergo this will happen never yeah like you're well actually one of the things my mom said to me was there will always be unpaid internships in new york city yeah 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 go pay off your student loan debt because i did have some student loan debt um not as bad as it could have been but still mm -hmm. go get a job pay off your student loan debt reevaluate you can do whatever you want then well like I think that's where you'll you'll be in a few years and it's hard to see that I think when you're a younger person but like the fact that you were 29 I was what, like 24 or something yeah, like that's so young now yeah. I'm like what I was a baby I know so to feel like oh my god you know this is my dream it is gone but it's like whatever like you could be 40 and be like you know what I'm gonna go do that now like exactly. you've got so much well now you have a lot of experience at the forward. library you could go yeah. work at the library in New York I've looked into it. You need to be like quasi-lingual to work at the New York <laughs> Public Library. You have to like speak, I don't know, so many crazy... Well, get to it, lady. Mandarin and, and Spanish and like... Learn you're, some learn You're, some you're a baby. Learn some languages. It's true. I'm go only live, 29. Go live the There's dream. time. Yeah. You're so young to us. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't or, withered into old spinsterhood <laughs> entirely yet. But before your, your age so you, you've listened to the podcast so you know you know what our final question is <laughs> i don't own any spanks <laughs> okay so uh, we, we want to know we want to know what okay what are you what do you plan to do in the future okay um is that it are well and then questions? we want to know what you wanted to do when you were like five. Oh, okay but you could answer either to, either or both either or both um, what are your future plans okay if you don't have any that's fine if your plans are no I plans i have very few future plans 
I just made a vision board because I'm sort of also at another point in my life having like worked for a little while now a few years and I'm just like oh adulthood is something you have to make for yourself you it's like it you can't just you know assume that things will keep happening for you you have to like work at hobbies and build up social circles and um and my dad died about like three years ago now so that put me into like an emotional stasis for a few years so but also like an emotional fast forward like I fast forwarded through a lot of adulthood um like uh what's it called a stage in your life where you pass the milestone that sounds know. like that like milestone passing okay sure. yeah we'll just say that yeah milestone passing so like I went through a lot of those in a short period of time but then also now I'm like I feel like I have to do a lot of work in other areas so I made a vision board okay you're you're it's your modern day satchel I yeah what's on it I never thought of it like it's your that. new satchel carried around what's on it it's got um uh, it's got a section for career. It's got a section for skills. It's got a section for health and family. And it's got a section for travel and aspirations. So, like, the travel one was just a hodgepodge of nice places, pictures of nice places. I was like, this looks like somewhere I'd want to go. And the career one was so funny to me because I just took a picture of a public library and then put words over it. Like, question direct subversive <laughs> and I'm just like maybe these aren't healthy career goals <laughs> so it became clear I want to subvert the system is my career I'm goal. like I should not be an anarchist <laughs> this is ooh, gotta move away from those become the those. librarian for like anonymous yeah. yeah oh wow a hacker librarian yeah it's pretty much what I'm I sure am. that's a job yeah okay so what did you want to be when you were five or four or seven five or six Six, I wanted to be either an adventurer or a writer. But maybe both. Define adventurer. Someone who, like, it was a vague concept of someone who <laughs> explored jungles and, like, traveled all over the world and, like, had no barriers. Like, they just visited every every place and, like, explored, basically. And... <laughs> I feel like you've achieved this. You are currently wearing a maternity dress, though you were not pregnant, and it's backwards with and a belt. Covered. That seems like an adventure. It's, it is. And Every it's day is an adventure. It's covered with a jungle <laughs> print. And it's I got think, a jungle print. And that was like, it. it was, jungle was very specific location that I was going to explore. And I think that was like informed by a lot of cartoons and kids shows. That is what exploring comprises. Yeah. I was David Livingstone, basically, but a female version. And um, writer was just like, I loved writing. And reading, clearly. And reading. And they went hand in hand. And Well, you- Megan, you are only 29. You may still explore jungles, and you may still write things. Learn Thank languages. You. That's such a sweet thing to say. You Go get an, an unpaid internship. In New York, yeah, do it. Or somewhere cooler. I don't or know. get yeah. a paid one because Prog. now you have a master's degree. Yeah. Look, I also want to say having your fantasy dash is a good thing. <laughs> like, if I had stayed in New York and done that unpaid internship, I would probably be living on the street. I would probably be terribly unhappy and stressed out 
And while, like, who knows, my dad probably still would have passed away and I would have been in this terrible place without any support or family or friends to help me. Like, if I think about the ways that it could have gone down, it's just like, I made some good choices. Even moving to Weyburn was a good choice, really. Well, and it brought you to us. It brought you here. Yeah, and now I have, like, yeah, I live in Saskatoon. I have a life that is satisfying and romantic and ordinary and fulfilling it can be all of those things you know and i love the energy in this room right now and i really love you guys oh like, <laughs> you're the first guest who said you loved us yeah That's so many true. firsts today we even interviewed her boyfriend and he didn't say that <laughs> that's awkward <laughs> well thank Aww. you megan yeah thank you so much you're welcome thanks for having me no worries So that was another episode of You're Going to Be Fantastic. Um, and it was fantastic. Megan went up to being the extra. So she's she's another first. She's our youngest guest. She is the guest who got the most real with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the she's the first in the extra. Oh, away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to stop now. So we just wanted to, I mean, let us know. This is still such a super new podcast. We want to know what you think. If we you have sort of or don't ideas. know what we're doing. We don't really know what works. So we would love feedback from our friends and lovers out there. And strangers. Strangers. Not just friends and well, lovers. Well, they would be new friends and maybe lovers. <laughs> make, us a, make us a good enough uh, review. Do you like our banter? Like we just did some innuendo there. Yeah. Is that? Do you want more of that? Mm-hmm. Do you want us to put on sexy voices? Whatever. Um, you can find Let's us. See what my mom says. We're all over the social meds. Um, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ywgtbf. The first letters of you are going to be fantastic. You can email us if you have thoughts or comments, or you'd like us to interview you at you are going to be fantastic at gmail dot com. And I wanted to mention, like all the podcasters say, and now I understand why. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or on, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud or on TuneIn Radio or on Stitcher, we're all over the place. And those reviews really help us for various vague reasons I sort of understand now. Yeah. Did you have anything anything else to add, Jenny? No, just thank you for listening. And this is an exciting journey that we are on and we are glad to have you all on it with us. Any, Any final thoughts, Megan? You both look great today. I know, it's too bad it's not a video podcast. We're all wearing amazing outfits today. We are. I'll take a picture and put it on the Instagram. <gasps> do it, do it, do yeah, it. Yeah, Okay, Bye. Um. I guess, so thanks for listening to our podcast. Thanks, Kate. Bye. 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 What will be, will be. What will be.